Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am one of the hosts of your show, Ann Baldwin. And I'm Lisa DeMattis-Lapore from The Connection. Good morning. President and CEO, man. You too. Yeah, isn't it a great title to have? It is great. I was just thinking about it, you know, because a lot of my work, I, I deal still deal with media, TV stations and all that kind of thing. And I, I'm just reminded sometimes about how nice it is to be your own boss. We're so excited to have a, a great guest on our program today because there's a lot going on up during the legislative session. Um, in my PR firm, I've been involved with big tobacco issues for a long, long time, starting with the tobacco settlement money when they then devised match which was mobilized against tobacco for children's health um, fighting to get the settlement dollars to really go into you know cessation programs and education for young people and that's a whole nother issue about where the money really went but we're still we're still fighting the battle Lisa and I know that you see this probably a lot in a lot of your programs but our young people are being targeted our young people are being sold to now we've got it wasn't even around you know that long ago when we have all this jewel and all of these other things but we're really in the midst of an e-cigarette epidemic in Connecticut especially with our young people absolutely and here with us today to talk about that is Kevin O'Flaherty and he's the regional advocacy director for campaign for tobacco free kids and we really appreciate you being here today yes thank you so well, much thanks so much Anna. It's you know and this has and it has to hit close to home for you, Lisa, because you've got a teenage son. I do. And do you see his friends vaping? Do you see? Yeah, they're all doing it. We uh, recently, my son was telling me that they had someone come in to talk to the school. So there must have been close to 500 um, uh, students and a private school he goes to. And they asked, um, who, uh, raise your hand if you're, if you're using vape or you know someone who is, every single person raised their hand. Sure. And I just talked to um, a friend of mine today who told me that she found um, vape you know the vape cartridge uh, hidden in her daughter's room and I've known this kid since she's little so and I know my my son's friends are doing it also and they're you know they have pens and all these other things where it's all hidden and I've seen what it looks like you know I've seen what that looks like 
this is really scary. It is, and the uh, products keep sort of morphing. And, and uh, what what's really terrifying about this is uh, right now the national rate of e-cigarette use, you know, current e-cigarette use among youth, including from high school, uh, high school down to middle school, is about 27%. But if you look at just 12th graders, uh, as you get to the older ages there, it's almost 40%. It's 37%. And if you look back to the late 60s, early 70s, when adult smoking use rates were the highest they ever were in this country, it was low 40s. Wow. So wow. we have, we a lot of us remember it as being higher than that, but it wasn't. It was in the low 40% range. So we're now, even though this product's been on the market 10 years, we have use rates among high school seniors that is almost at the point of where the most amount of adults who were using cigarettes were back in the 70s. That's crazy. It's terrifying. It is. And you know, but one of the arguments is, well, it's better than cigarettes. So what do you say to people when they say that? Yeah, well, it, it may be. And, 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 you know, first off, the product is new. It's been on the market really in this country, kind of as a mature product for maybe 10 years or so. So we don't know everything, and we're starting to see some health impacts from this. They're certainly uh, not, you know, safe, but they're maybe... I think the evidence will show long-term that they're safer than cigarettes, but that's a pretty low bar, if you don't mind me saying so. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and, and when it comes to kids, uh, what we're finding is that kids who never would have started smoking will try vaping because they think it's just water, which it's not, or think that it's totally safe or that it doesn't have nicotine, which both of those things aren't true either. And then they end up being much more likely to actually transition to combustible cigarettes anyway. Wow. And if that's true, and the evidence is showing that it is, that kids are six to eight times more likely if, after they've tried e-cigarettes mm -hmm. to then transition on to regular cigarettes anyway, it doesn't matter if they're, if they're slightly safer or healthier than the other. Uh, because if they end up smoking combustibles anyway, we're losing the battle. But doesn't it, it depend on also what they're smoking and what are they exactly inhaling at this point? Do we even know exactly what it is? Because there's this flavor, that flavor. Some are putting THC in it. I mean, it, there's so many. I can't keep my head straight about it. Yeah, so so uh, uh, the vape juice that, that is actually sort of heated up to a really high temperature and then inhaled, you know, they, they like to advertise it as water vapor. It's not. It's a, it, There's a base chemical compound. There are three things, basically that exist in every vaping fluid. A, a base chemical compound that just holds the thing together. Flavors, uh, either just to flavor them like a normal tobacco product or to flavor, flavor them like some crazy, you know, a, a product that appeals to kids like Fruit Loops or Unicorn Poop. Or, bubble gum. Bubble or, gum, yeah. yeah. Oh, bubble gum. They are so far beyond that. Sour Patch Go, okay. Funny. All right. Um, and, then, and then the nicotine itself. And and those are the three, the three things that are in that. They like to say it's water vapor. It's actually, chemically, it's an aerosol. It's and like it's inhaling... Addicting. It's oh, addictive. The nicotine is incredibly right. addictive. Um, so there you go. And in doing my research for this show, you know how many flavors I found that there are? Take a guess, Lisa. 500. <laughs> 15,000 flavors. Yeah. That's ridiculous. There aren't even that many flavors of chicken wings. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Um, so let's talk about what's going on here in Connecticut, because there's an opportunity. I know that our congressional folks in Washington, D.C., not that long ago, um, they really, they voted to ban all flavored tobacco products in, in cigarettes, which includes menthol, correct? Yes. As well as flavored 
e-cigarettes. Yes, and, okay. and everything else. Okay, so they did this in the House of Representatives. So our representatives in the House in Connecticut all voted in favor of this. They did, yes. So talk about where this is right now, because it's the same kind of bill, Lisa, that's calling for the ban of all flavored tobacco products, including e-cigarettes. So where do we stand right now? Uh, I know it's it's in one committee, and then eventually it's supposed to make its way to finance. So I'll let you educate our listeners as to where it's at and what you want to see happen. Sure. Well, I think the, the a huge interest that you see in states around the country and cities as well. There are hundreds of cities that have passed policies similar to this across the country, mainly in Massachusetts and California, but also in, in the Midwest and Minnesota, etc. Uh, and, and two states have dealt with e-cigarettes and Massachusetts actually covered all tobacco products the way the, the bill that passed the House did. And New Jersey. And New Jersey did the e-cigarettes as well, yeah. New Jersey did the e-cigarettes, Massachusetts did e-cigarettes and, and all other flavored tobacco products. But I think this is a response to two things, really. One, it's just this incredible epidemic and youth use. Every year the numbers come out and we think they're going to flatten off and they just keep going higher and higher. Um, but also it's a, it's, a, it's a clear response to the dysfunction in the Trump administration around this particular issue. In September, the president made this announcement that, that they were going to ban all flavored e-cigarettes. You know, I th- and he was very concerned about this problem, et cetera. And then they started walking it back and then they started saying, oh, we've got to be responsive to the industry. And then they came out with this uh, policy guidance in early January that, that basically said they're balancing out the needs of kids and and the tobacco industry. And if you know the tobacco industry, there's no way that that balances out because anything you do that benefits the industry is going to hurt kids. Uh, And this policy basically just banned um, flavors in one particular type of e-cigarette product, which is uh, the jewel-like products that have a a, a self-contained pod. Um, The problem is that, that you know, the, the disposable e-cigarettes have now become hugely popular on campus. There are products that look just like the Jewel or other things that are very easy to, to sort of hide from parents right. that are totally refillable. So the reality was there were 15,000 flavors available on the market in December. And after the, the vaulted, you know, Trump administration policy came out, there are still 15,000 flavors available to kids. And the kids are, the, migrat- the, the market is migrating so fast over to whatever products are still available. And, and the kids are just using those, the puff bar. Uh, are one example of this disposable e-cigarette can cost less than five dollars some places has the same amount of nicotine as a pack of cigarettes but it comes in all kinds of great kid-friendly flavors uh, and so so this is what the legislatures are responding Scary. to. Um, and as I mentioned, Massachusetts passed a comprehensive policy back in November and Governor Baker signed it. Then you had uh, earlier in the fall, you had a lot of governors around the country who put in place emergency policies, partly to respond to the youth vaping epidemic, but also to respond to the, the lung uh, cases, the Evali cases that were causing a lot of lung illnesses and, and some lung deaths across the country. Um, those were those are tapering off now, and they they've you know tied a lot of it to THC oils. Um, some of them, though, some of those deaths did occur mm-hmm. because of you know inpatients who never used marijuana or THC in their vapes. Um, so so that's what everybody's responding to now. And you've got you know Connecticut, the governor has introduced this policy, uh, this proposal that would ban the sale of all flavored e-cigarettes. Um, it's similar to what was done in New Jersey. Now the health committee has raised a bill that is very similar to what they did in Massachusetts, and that is it bans the sale of all flavored tobacco products. And that includes menthol. Menthol cigarettes. That's absolutely right. And another thing that I found out is that menthol really is the flavor of choice, if you will, especially in the minority community, correct? Yes. So, you know, Big Tobacco has said, well, you know, why do you have to include menthol? It's not really a flavor because they want these people to stay addicted to their product. Interesting. The Big Tobacco lobby is on 
unbelievable. Sure. They're not asking for ID. Yeah, that's happening in places. At least I've heard hundreds of vape shop store owners testify, we don't sell to kids, we don't sell. That's not true. But nobody sells to kids, and yet when you look at what the youth use rates are, they are through the roof, and and they can get them anywhere. My son told me of places where he knows classmates of his go not only to purchase this, but also to buy alcohol, and they are underage, and they do not ask them for ID. Sure, sure. Well, that hasn't changed over the years. I mean, I always but, knew but where to what, go get my six-pack when I... Okay, but I, I get that, and I sound like, you know... I, I mean, I remember being 18, too, but my point is that it's there's black market. They're buying it from places they shouldn't, number one. Number two, uh, how many more accidents are there going to be on the road? And then we wonder why we're having these problems. And, you know, this is why I, I don't... I'm going to get on a soapbox. I, I really wish that... The, our nation would focus on what's happening to invest some time and energy into our youth and who the next um, population is going to be, what this generation needs and where they're going, because it's it's scary. And, and and on top of it, I've never seen, and I it's it's related to this. It's related to I am good, all right. I'm on a roll. A lot of the reason why I believe a lot of our Children, I've never seen so many kids that have anxiety as they do now. It's related to social media, which we're not talking about today, and it's related to exactly this, the vaping problem and everything that's going on. And people are saying, I have actually heard upper middle class parents say, I'd rather have my kid vape than do this. I'd rather have my kid, really? No, because to me, it's all gateway leading mm-hmm. to something else. They and just so don't, I can't they su- don't realize. I can't support know. it. I cannot. I'm not saying I'm not a perfect mother. I don't, don't pretend to be, but I see this every day and it makes me crazy because we are, we are just not realizing the impact of where this is going and how many of these kids are not going to live past a specific age. They're going to die. And I don't want my kid to be part of that or his friends that I've seen grow up. Well, Lisa, one thing you mentioned there that that brings up a point that I think is important, because a lot of people are saying, oh, we raised the age of sale to 21. Kids can't get these products anyway. And you just mentioned how easy they can. And when you look at how this product is being used, e-cigarettes across the board in terms of adults using them, right around 3%, just a flat line goes up to two, up to 3.2 down to 2.8 it's just three percent of all adults using these products and as we just talked about we've got 28 percent of kids using these products so mm-hmm. when you've got a product here that is clearly not being used by adults significantly is being used by kids trying to address the access that is who has the access to these products is not going to solve the problem you have to actually address the availability of the product well, it can and be that's fixed what this bill is. it can be fixed and that's why there's legislation to stop it you know, it's not like something you don't know how to fix it. Just do the right thing and vote against it. And that would hopefully diminish access because, you know, Kevin, you and I were talking in our little pre-interview thing, too, is um, we were getting better here in Connecticut with oh. tobacco use, right? It had significantly declined. But today, that's not the case. Yeah, Talk about that. We were getting down to, to single-digit percentage use rates among kids across most of the country and and, and talking about like dreaming about and seeing within reach sort of the idea of the first tobacco-free generation, a generation of kids where, you know, tobacco was not a big public health problem. And and we've lost that now. And it's largely due to e-cigarettes. You know what, Ann? What? We need to, I would, I really think we need to have a show with kids that come on that don't identify who they are and talk about 
how easy it is for them to get these products. Mm -hmm. I want to do it. I, I really do. I think we need to do it. Because I think we need to show how, how serious this problem is. Well, you know what we could do? is I can tell you right now, as a former news reporter, we could do what they call an MOS, a man on the street. And we could stop kids inside, outside, around, at the playground, all different ages, and ask them that question. How Do you do it and how easy is it to get? And it would be unanimous, I bet. Yeah, and you should have the first half of that program talk about how easy it is to get, and the second half you should talk to kids whose lives have been upended by these addictions. How? How? Well, I mean, you've got in, there's a lot of uh, stories in the mainstream media about this, uh, you know, on, in the in the Times and in the the Globe and and on television. But you know, kids who were aspiring uh, high school uh, academics, going to college with scholarship offers, et cetera, and then became so addicted that they couldn't finish school or they were expelled from school. Uh, there are some. I'm not going to get into sort of the the lewd and lurid details of some of these cases, but but the, it, it has become like a drug. And you talked about the 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 anger and the the short, uh, you know, um, the patient, you know, the, the impatience and the anger and the explosions. You know, I, I was out on Block Island this summer, and, and this summer I really noticed a shift in how a lot of the teens were acting. And I saw kids, like, screaming at each other for a jewel, a hit off a jewel, and, and throwing fits when they didn't get it. And, like, it's the classic sign of somebody with an addiction and withdrawal. And we never saw that. We, there's been... You know, again, I can talk about, you know, also being privy to conversations with mother, other mothers and friends of mine um, from even different parts of the state who are talking about their frustration of, you know, being a teenager is hard enough, right? You're dealing with all these issues and now you're compounding it with exactly what we're talking to and parents talking, ha we're having conversations on a regular basis about changes in behavior and attitude, which is an above and beyond the teenage crises. And a lot of it has to do with these aspirations of, you know, getting into these colleges and doing, and, and it's happening, but the loss of who is this kid. And it's not yeah. just because of the teenage, because we were all teenagers and impossible. Sure. I know I was. But it's Some more, of us might still be. <laughs> no, but but it's more than that, and it and it's all related to, you know, being cool, being a part of this thing, you know, being thing that smokes, doing all this stuff, and it's craziness. And I can't emphasize enough how serious this problem is, and I'm so close to it, right? Between work and my own, seeing what's happening with my own, you know, community and kids that I've I seen, I've known since five. I am just devastated about it. It's really upsetting to me. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Kevin O'Flaherty. He's the regional advocacy director for the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. So this is going to end up, hopefully, before the short session ends, in finance. Uh, that would be the next step after public health. That's okay. right. The finance committee. Why are we talking about abandoning and making it illegal for all flavored tobacco products and e-cigarettes in finance? Well, these products do have a, a revenue impact. Uh, the e-cigarettes, the oh, so sales it's, tax. It's a moneymaker for Connecticut. Well, the, the e-cigarettes, not so much, uh, at least not yet. The cigarettes certainly are. They, they are taxed you know, fairly heavily, and, and, and rightly so. That mm -hmm. helps discourage youth initiative. Oddly, you bring this up, the, the revenue piece. The two factors that really determine whether kids are ever going to start smoking are price and whether flavors are available. If you keep them expensive and if there aren't flavors, kids generally don't pick up these products. Um, but on e-cigarettes right now, you've got sort of a double whammy. They're not highly taxed like cigarettes are, and you have 
this incredible array of flavors. Um, but in, so there's a small uh, fiscal impact likely with an e-cigarette um, flavored sales ban. Um, but but on the menthol cigarettes, it would be a much larger impact. So could they decide to jack up the tax on e-cigarettes instead of eliminating them as an as an increased money generator? Is that an option? Yeah, I, I don't think that the, the evidence would show know. that that's not going to um, really stop the youth use. These these flavors, you know, and and you know, mango, fruit, cherry, you know, bubble yum. I mean, and you should smell them. You should open it up. Every time we're meeting with a member of Congress or with a, a state senator or a state representative, and you just open the package, they're just shocked by sort of how pugnant these these flavors are. They are so strong. They they don't they don't make you want to actually vape them. They make you want to take a bite out of them. They are they are that strong. Well, and you think sweet. about the the impact of smell. Right. right. You start to salivate. You all these things wake up in your body when you when you smell it so that's just part of the marketing and that's part of the lure to get these exactly. young people how young are kids starting to vape i mean we're we're you know 13 is is a that's a big problem we're hearing stories of of even younger kids younger nine too. years old and younger. you know they're yeah they're getting it so what can we do well you can call the the your representatives and senators in hartford and tell them you're really concerned about the vaping epidemic and the availability of flavored tobacco products and that you'd like them to to pass these bills. Um, one thing I did want to mention too, and be really clear here, this bill does not criminalize the possession or the use or the purchase of these products. It's not even really a bill that's designed to force adult menthol smokers to, to stop smoking. I mean, we hope some of them do, mm -hmm. but that's not the reason we're passing this bill. This is about protecting kids and exactly. preventing them from getting addicted. So if adults continue to get this product, you know, whether it's online from another state, whatever, you know, if they don't quit and they continue to use this product, possessing it or using it, nobody can bother them. No cop can harass them, et cetera. That's important because we're not, we're not trying to harass adults who have an addiction exactly. and can't get away from this product. Most adults want to quit. Uh, most adult smokers want to quit. So a lot of them will hopefully use this opportunity to quit and, you know, and save their own lives and save the state money in terms of long-term long healthcare costs, et cetera. But, but that's not the purpose of this. This is really about, and this is the sad thing too, is that you've got people now saying, well, you can't ban these pro products because adult adults use them. And so you're basically rationalizing the continued addiction of kids because there's adults out there that still use the product. And at some point, and we think that this time is now, you have to pull up this ladder of addiction. Mm -hmm. I agree. You have to just say, we're, we've hooked our last generation of kids on this crap. Yeah, we have. And, 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 and we'll help the adults quit, um, but we're not going to have these flavors being available to, so that generation after generation keep getting hooked and we keep having this problem, especially when the vaping part of it is causing kids to go back to regular smoking. And I've also read many articles about how um, there have been kids that have gotten really bad lung infections and damage related to excessive vaping. So to say that it's not affecting folks, it is, and there will be long-term results from smoking. Kevin, how can our listeners make a difference by contacting their state legislators regarding this issue. Call the state house, tell them where you live, and they'll connect you to your state representative or senator. And you know what? Those calls matter. They, they do have an impact. I've heard from representatives and legislators themselves that when they get a phone call, they take it to heart. 
Um, and so that does have an impact. You can also show up, sign up to testify if, if it's appropriate, um, and keep your eye on the ball, but educate yourself too. And I, I really do applaud the campaign for tobacco-free kids. Your website is great. And if you want more information, you can go to tobacco-free-kids, all one word, tobacco-free-kids.org. There's information. Uh, there's also membership opportunities or getting involved via the website. So there's really no reason or excuse to sit back and just take it. It's it's for all of our benefit that this legislation goes through. And it's a no-brainer, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. No. So you can't sit back and go, why in the hell would they not vote in favor of this? Because stupider things have happened up at our state capitol. So let's stay on top of it. Well, and the industry spends a lot of money to oh. try to fight these policies. And it's all about keeping kids addicted into the future. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. The big tobacco lobby. That's exactly what it is. They've got more money than... And, you know, big lobbyists, big names, big everything. And uh, so that's who's getting to somebody. So we got to stop it. No, for sure. A couple seconds left. Anything you want to leave our listeners with, Kevin? You know, I just, just so people understand what this is about, you know, uh, it, it's not just mom and shop pops who saw a business opportunity seven years ago because that might have been it at one point, but they're all selling addiction now. And that's what this industry is all about. There's this great quote by an economist down at, at NC State. He's talking about Eastman Kodak and how they were considering uh, going into whether they wanted to do digital imaging back you know 20 years ago and they said you know what we're a film and paper company we do good film and paper that's what people know us for and they're gone uh, they don't exist today the tobacco industry knows that they're not really a tobacco industry they are an addiction industry so whether it's vaping whether it's uh, nicotine sticks any product that's going to get kids at a young age and get them addicted and keep them addicted so that they can be customers for life that's what they're going to push and that's our enemy it, it's helpful to know that and and we have to fight them on every way in every way we can and so do all of us right agreed right thank you kevin thank you so thank much you for so being much. here again it is the campaign uh, for tobacco free kids and the website is tobaccofreekids.org and don't forget call your legislators leave a message write a letter do what you got to do and thanks to all of you for listening to this edition of the connection right here on wtic news talk 